Hello everybody, it is 2024, welcome back to the TMOF Wrestling Podcast. It's a brand new year and it's been a minute. We're thinking about 20 seconds, but okay. It's been, it's been a while since the last one, actually you know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, oh, my yeah. name is Russ, for any of our new listeners, any returning listeners, I am Russ. And my co-host today, he is... Predictions King! The Predictions King of 2024 and 2023 and 2022. No, actually, no, not of 2024. We haven't done 2024 yet. Yeah, but it will be. Oh, yeah, but then if if my prediction's always wrong, then that's wrong. Yeah, true. (laughs) The jinx. You're always wrong, so you might as well be right for once. It's. (laughs) Well, there is that, yeah. It's very generous. But welcome everybody to the show. It certainly has been a while. The last episode we'd uploaded, uh, I was joined by Ted, the Hillbilly Heel of the Heel Truth Wrestling Podcast. Um, brilliant, brilliant bloke. Uh, we had a really, really good chat about uh, the fans, really. Kind of the current culture of wrestling fans. Yeah. And that was really the last episode of, of 2023. Everything else on YouTube was, uh, well, we went to Impact Wrestling in Coventry. Yeah. That was a good time. It was. We went to one of the days there. Obviously, yes. Impact now is going to be turning to TNA. Yep. But, Their first uh, yeah, as TNA will be next week. I don't know if we do predictions for that. I don't know. We'll see how it pans out, I guess. But they're, they're definitely building a lot of traction at the moment, which is nice to see. Um, yeah. I don't know if but, you've seen uh, this. But then you've seen this. But just recently, they've changed the belts to be more TNA. Instead of right, okay. Impact Wrestling. It's, I think it's mostly the same designs, but just got the, the TNA name on them. And well, That's pretty good. Mm. But yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time at Impact Wrestling. Um, it was at the HMV Empire in Coventry. Venue, I don't think I'd want to see it there again. No. It was very, um, it was just a bit small. The layout wasn't great, I don't think. Still had a great time, didn't wrong. It was, it was a you know, really enjoyable show. Nice yeah. to get out and see some wrestling, but it was just, the venue for me was a bit odd. Very odd. But I'd like to know what music, what the um, what music shows like there. It was, but it's more set up for that, isn't it? Yeah. So to clarify on that, and obviously give that a bit more um, detail, other than just it was a bit odd. It's because it is very much set up as, you know, like it would be great to be in there, I guess, for a for a gig. But it's a bit weird when you've got like the ring is kind of. You've, you've just got there's only like a, a couple of different rows you can have at the side of it and everything else is at the back that's not like odd that alone isn't odd you'll find that with most venues but it's just because there was uh, maybe it was more but to me it felt like there was like three rows at the side and then it was like 20 to 30 rows all all going to the back and then yeah. the merch was really i mean there really wasn't much merch in all honesty no it felt like one shirt per wrestler on the card it wasn't even that, I don't think. Moose had one. Uh, some of the guys that weren't there had had merch. They, there was Sammy Callahan. Um, well, he's not there anymore. Wasn't there anymore? But was he there at the time? I'm sure it was his show. Might shirt. have been. I don't see why they yeah. wouldn't. Have. But I would have expected a TNA actual TNA logo shirt personally. But you know, I know they're not. There wasn't TNA at that time. But I, no, I would have just expected that to two be before the that show. They were saying it would then be called TNA for 2024. So. Yeah, they, they probably couldn't have done. 
no. But regardless, it was a it was a good time. And of course, since then we've had Christmas, we've had New Year's. There's been a lot going on in the world of wrestling. CM Punk has returned to WWE. Edge has gone to AEW. Who? Uh, there's <laughs> Adam Copeland. It's been something of a roller coaster, and we are now pretty much on the road to WrestleMania. We, I suppose, we officially are on that road once we hit the Royal Rumble, which is on the 27th, I believe, this month. Um, so yeah, that's going to be that's shaping up to be really interesting because of, of course, the return of the great one, the People's Champion, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think I said Jinder Mahal. Okay. Jinder Mahal as well. Hey, let's let's talk about it. I mean, what what we're gonna we're gonna go through a few different things uh, on the show today because it has been a while. Um, we're really just gonna talk a bit of shit. I think we do that anyway, so I don't know what's new. Of but... course, yeah, but we might as well just <laughs> promote that out there now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Rock's return, how that potentially is going to affect the landscape going forwards. We're going to talk about AEW. We've had some conversations recently on um, where AEW is at the minute. They've had a bit of a turbulent year, 2023. It's, a bit, it's been a weird one. Yeah. Put on some really good shows, but just they're well and truly out of that AEW can do no wrong zone now, you know? It's five it's, years uh, old now. It, it's, well, yeah. Which and it was never going to be, you know, it's always going to have issues, but um, we'll come to it, I suppose. But yeah, it's issues yeah. that take over from the product. And that's what I'm. I don't really like personally. But yeah, we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about, uh, in particular, that media scrum uh, after World's End. And of course. You say media scrum in AEW, you just got to narrow it down to the show first before you. I said the media scrum at World's End, Ash. I, there's nothing more I could have done on that, but I am open to your suggestions. All right. I'm going then. <laughs> I've already said it. Um, so yeah, we got that. But if, Ash, I, to begin with, I I want to talk. I want to get your thoughts. Really, really, really big news. Kevin Dunn is done with WWE. Yep. Forty years he was at the company for forty. Forty years. So Kevin Dunn is a was an executive in WWE. Now. As a TV producer, he's like he was the head guy. Everything you see, all the way through, like how WWE is produced, how it's presented to you on TV, it's down to Kevin Dunn, yeah. and it's been that way for forty years. He he was there before the very first WrestleMania, so I mean he really has been there through all of the Vince McMahon era, and even uh, was it his brother, his dad. It must have been his dad, I'd imagine. Another family member uh, worked for Vince McMahon Senior. Well, I don't know what you said because you cut out. Now I can't hear you at all. You have completely gone. <laughs> so you have audio issues. That's good. We'll let you fix that. And in the meantime, I guess I'll carry on. So, <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Dunn has. Uh, Effectively, as of the 1st of January, is no longer with the company. Ash, if you just keep talking, when you eventually come back in and I hear you, I'll let you know. Okay, let's see. Oh, there you go. You're back. 
That wasn't too right, bad. Right, is it working again? You're back. Well done. Right. So yeah, yeah it was, January first with a week's notice. Saved the archives from a from a file or something like that. So that's how um he was hide for so long. And that's why I believe that's how I think the story is. Ninety percent on that one. Yeah, the story. So it's I think it's his dad. Yeah, but uh, was working for Vince McMahon Senior. Mm-hmm. And was transporting equipment or something in a car. The car caught fire. That's it. Was still able to get everything through, but you know, because of the danger and everything. But him still sort of following through with the job. Uh, you know, Dunn family was essentially told you'll have a job for life. You know, so quite literally, really, Kevin Dunn. 40 years, and that doesn't happen, really. That that very rarely happens in any form of employment these days as it is, but least of all in entertainment. Um, yeah. Kevin Dunn was very much a Vince McMahon guy. Yeah. Um, which made it weird that he didn't go with Vince at the time. Cause, like, felt like everyone... Isn't that, that, isn't that directly like what's happened? Social events. Well, that's directly yeah. what's happened. That's directly what's happened. Vince, when Vince went went the first time, he wasn't really gone, was he? And that became very evident that's once true. we started the year last year. So I think back then, that's why we've still seen him. It's only very recently that Vince has been ousted from his position via TKO. And I think literally. that's what's then, <laughs> literally. So I, I think that's what's sort of set everything in motion, isn't it? Um, yeah. The new regime, whatever turmoil has been going on backstage in WWE, has caused Kevin Dunn to leave. I guess because Vince is gone. Well, I think I think he's come out saying that it's because he was a Vince guy and they didn't really want him after Vince had gone. So was it that they didn't want him or was it he didn't want to be there? Probably a bit of both to be honest. It could very well be. I suppose 40 years within the the industry, it's it would be interesting to have somebody new. Um yeah have that different take on things. Also, though, it is worth pointing out, Kevin Dunn, as an executive there, that's an interesting role that he played, because although he's a TV producer, you would imagine, you know, any other kind of field, the TV producer is going to solely focus on that area of the business, but not Kevin Dunn. No. He had a big say in what happened with talent, um, you know, right down to... If he didn't necessarily like somebody, he could feed that to Vince. And his word was valued by Vince McMahon. I think that's where the power really comes from. You know, he's, he's he would have made a lot of money in that position for, for so long. I think leaving's not really going to bother him. Um, not. I think he's got a lot not, of money now. Yeah, financially speaking, I'm sure he's going to do just fine. Um, but yeah, the power that he had there is going to be... It's going to be a really interesting dynamic shift because I can't imagine that whoever then now is going to be replacing Kevin Dunn, which I don't know who it is yet. I don't know if that's been announced. I don't think it's been announced, but people are theorising it's Jimmy Borash because he's still there. Ah, okay. For a long time. Well, if it is him, I can't imagine that they'll have the same amount of power. Um, Power might not be the right word, but the same amount of influence, at least, as Kevin Dunn. No. So... 
Yeah, really big change again to start the year off. We started 2023 with Vince McMahon's return of the hostile takeover. Yeah. Um, and we're quite literally we... starting this year with Kevin Dunn gone. So who's next? Who's next year opening with Tony Khan? <laughs> Nick Khan. Well, uh, I think if it's Battle of the Khans, uh, if it's Battle of the Khans, I think that's a tough one to say, really. That's a really tough one to say. And I don't want to jinx anything. If Tony Khan left AEW, if if Tony Khan left AEW right now, AEW probably would cease because that's the big financial backer. Why is his dad, really? Yeah, but that's where the money's coming from, isn't it? So if if, if Tony's not there, then what happens? Well, what was it? How much did they, they reportedly lose? Was it like 30 million or things like that last year? And that's, but is that based on television or was that just as a whole? I think that's just a financial year. Which, well, let's be honest, it, for them losing that amount is like losing a fiver for everyone else. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be end of the world for them. But at some point, you know, it's different in many respects, but the same in others. You don't want a situation where it's it's similar to, obviously we're just talking about TNA, but where it's similar to Dixie, Dixie Carter. Mm. Um, for those who aren't aware, Dixie Carter stepped in uh, to take over TNA Impact Wrestling back in, I want to say it was 2010? Or was it uh, sooner than that? I probably was like within the first year or two. Was it really but, early? Yeah, because I'm thinking probably I'll, thinking I'll more of look. our on-screen presence then. Have a look. Probably. But Dixie Carter had uh, essentially come in with all of her family's money to keep TNA Impact Wrestling afloat. It they they funded it as long as they really possibly could, but. The company just wasn't growing. If anything, it was it was losing talent. We got to the end. I think once you started seeing guys like AJ Styles leave, Samoa Joe leaving, uh, you know, all that kind of, I guess we call them homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. But the staples of TNA wrestling, once they started to leave, it was done. Um, TNA as we as we knew it, or Impact Wrestling as we knew it, was over, and the family finally just pulled the plug on the finances and just said, "Look, you can't have the money anymore." That's essentially what happened. Right. And um, it's kind of different, but, you know, the same thing technically could happen. I mean, if it's if it's his dad's money, Sadiq Khan, and he decides he's going to pull the plug, what happens then? Uh, true. No, no, um, I just want to clarify, I don't think they're in any danger of that happening anytime no, soon. definitely not. Like, genuinely, they're not. AEW, for, for all of the chatter that's going on at the moment, and I will say, to echo the, uh, the last episode with Ted, I'm still very much very inactive on social media. Um, I'm still seeing stuff, but like, so I know what sort of people, are, I, I, I get a feel for how people are online at the minute, but you know, it's a much more peaceful life to not be on it. Um, but the chatter is very much now. Oh yeah. AEW's dead. It's dead. It's done. It's over. Yeah. I'm seeing that, but it's not, it's not. It is. <laughs> I said it to you before, uh, Remember when All In 2021 happened and everyone was... No, All Out, innit? Sorry, not... Um, when all it was, Out. Um, all Out, when everyone's like, oh, WWE's dead because they were losing everybody and AEW were gaining everyone. And funny enough, everyone stopped saying that until when Vince 
got ousted and Triple H got in power. Now it's just a stupid thing that happening. Like the back, the CM Punk situation at um, all in and mm. all out. It's like literally a year well, apart, pretty much. Yeah, too much negativity. Like I've, I'd look at Dixie Carter's situation with TNA. Mm. It sounds like she got she joined as a backer and all that stuff within the first couple of months. So like wow. two thousand two. But she so, would have assumed a lot more power once Jeff Jarrett would have sold his shares. I'm imagining. It said that in October twenty uh, two thousand two, Panda Energy, which her family was the owner of, had seventy one percent. And then, right, okay. yeah, but now she was the president in 2003. So, it just felt mm. because her first regular appearance was like, like 2009-2010. Everyone seems to forget that. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Becoming more of an on-screen personality. Um, if we're going to compare the two, I will say <laughs> I prefer Dixie as an on-screen personality than Tony. Is it because um, she's related to Deck? <laughs> I think should we, if we go into it, because I, I, it's been covered a lot. I get it. I just want to put my thought on it because, like, this is really it bugged me. I'll be honest, I was, it really bugged me. Um, I think PR had to step in afterwards, but everybody who's anybody knows the story now. Uh, so to summarise really quickly for anyone who doesn't. The Christmas period for AEW was a weird one. Jericho mm. sent out some tweets or X's or whatever you call them now. Um, over Christmas, I think early hours of Christmas morning. And uh, it was it started out really as. Um, long story short, just saying that he wasn't I think he was responding to somebody saying that I've never signed an NDA. And this was in relation to AEW Brawl Out, which Ash just mentioned, uh, that happened in 2021, uh, 22 even. Um, that he never signed an NDA, and he was basically saying, I was there, I saw everything that happened. And then kind of went a little bit kind of uh, aggressive, insulting Ace Steel's wife and other things. Obviously, that sparked a, a lot of different reactions to say, well, how could you have been there? It's been stated that you was in the in the corridor when all this was taking place and you wasn't in the room. Jericho's saying he was in the room. And then uh, I think it was the uh, one of the, uh, the lawyer. What's his name? Is it Steve, oh, Stephen P. New? I think it's Steve, Stephen P. New, um, who's kind of involved in this whole thing. And he, he, he sent one back over to Jericho just saying, well, I think you need to check your employee handbook because, you know, NDA or not, you still shouldn't be speaking about anything. And Jericho's saying, oh, I do basically what I want. That's really paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said. But the whole thing just seemed like really strange. Like Jericho putting himself in a situation that it was it seems quite evident that he wasn't there. And the main reason for that is if he was there, if you remember back to Brawl Out, anyone that was involved at all, even innocent parties just trying to pull them apart, were all suspended. Christopher yeah. Daniels being one of them, you know, and others. So anybody that was physically and even remotely close to that situation and within that room was all suspended. So if that's the case, that raises the question, why wasn't Jericho? Yeah, that's a bit weird. It sounds a bit Hulk Hogan-y to me. I'm just saying it's a proper Hoganism where we're, we're kind of um, stretching the truth, I think, a little bit there. But it was just, it was more bizarre that it was so, uh, it was early hours of the morning on Christmas Day. 
is what was strange. But that yeah. kind of was the whole thing. And then very, very shortly after this, it started to surface that Kylie Ray, Smiley Kylie, people may remember she had a really short stint at the very, very beginning of AEW's run back in yeah. uh, in 20, uh, well, 2019, I guess it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, wasn't there very long. We just no. saw the thing to say, I think sometime in 2020 that she had parted ways with the company and that was that. That was that. That was literally it. But it came to light that apparently there has been... Um, a bit more to that story, Ash. I'm guessing you've seen the news. Yeah, I saw it. Um, and this hurts me a bit because Jericho is my favourite wrestler. And there's been, there's been a lot of people I've enjoyed over the last five years or so. And then all these Stuff accusations comes out about. Like, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to like anyone anymore. <laughs> so for those who aren't aware maybe of the accusations, what's what's gone down? Well, was it like Jericho was talking to her backstage and like he said something to her that might come up as sexual and advances? Sexual harassment. Yeah. It was some sort of sexual. What I'd read was that from her accounting of events was that she was told that Jericho wanted to see her in the locker room. And then when she mm. went there, it was just him and there was no one else there, which she thought was strange. And then apparently the whole thing, I can't remember exactly what's been written or what was said, but the idea is that he's, he made a pass at her or, you know, overall was just inappropriate. So it come, it boils down to sexual harassment. Um, mm. And look, you know, while we're on the subject of that, uh, if it's true, it's awful. Something needs to be done about it. It needs to be investigated yeah. properly. But we can't, But at the same time, you can't just jump on something just because someone's put a, a post out about it on the internet. Like I, that might sound super harsh, but you you just can't. You know, you can damage people's reputations so badly um, just by putting out just something that has. You know, if it wasn't true, I'm not saying it's not true. We don't know. They need to do a proper investigation oh. on it. But the idea is, is that you you know we have seen it before where people just put out these statements that something's happened people immediately take that person's side and you know not to start a, a bit of a agenda poor but you know nine times out of ten a woman's going to be believed very quickly and that's not to say you shouldn't believe all women but you shouldn't believe all women really like that's everybody everybody has capability of lying and i think to say to turn around to say we should believe all women is really dangerous um you know with that being said if it has been, if that is the case, it's really, really, really a bad look for Jericho because it follows on. Obviously, it's a bad thing as it, as it is, but it follows on immediately after his kind of meltdown almost at Christmas. And if that really is the case, like you said, someone who's never really been, not to my knowledge, has ever been caught up in anything like that. Well, he's had he's had the, the um, he's had history with bad bad ha- happenings like um, that altercation with a fan, and he sounded like he punched a woman, and but he didn't. Yeah, there was that moment well, with, that's, actually... with fighting though, with fighting, but not with. I, I to my knowledge, I oh, don't right. know anything about Jericho in sort of sexual harassments or, or anything in that regard. I've never heard anything no, like that. Happened, yeah. That's not know. to say it hasn't happened. If it has happened, then absolute swift justice needs to be taken. Doesn't matter how high up he may have. Well, I say may have been because let's face it, he's not as big a deal in AEW as he as he once was. Um. 
He's not. not. Really. He's not. Um, but, you know, if that is the case, then, yeah, it's a really serious matter. But the mm. fact that it's a serious matter does bring us to the AEW World's End, there you go, Ash, Media Scrum, right. which has become the laughing stock. And quite honestly, it's it bugged me. It has bugged me. Because, again, if we're going to go on the basis, whether or not the, the accusation is true or not, we, again, we there's not enough proof at the moment, but whether whether it's true or not, it's been called into question that something was allowed to happen like that, that could have been worse within Tony's company. Tony's asked the question and he has asked it multiple times, but the very first time that he's asked the question, he sat with current TBS champion, Julia Hart, who I believe is about 20 years old, right? Around that. She's very young. Yeah, she's young. And that's not to be patronizing, but she, she's a younger woman. Um, he sat with Julia and, the uh, guest before her was Tony Storm, Timeless Tony, one of my absolute favourites right now in the business. Tony's come out, she's doing a, sh- a shtick, you know, and she she's put the, the hat and glasses on Tony. I think she put both on, didn't she? And he's, he's wearing these kind of like yeah. glasses and that hat and he kind of looks, uh, um, he, he looks like something out of one of those B movies that's going to be, you know, really offensive um, and try to make edgy jokes which is ironic because it ended up kind of looking like it was trying to be edgy as it was. But he keeps the stuff on for when Julia comes out. And then, of course, he's asked that question and he's now having to answer a serious question about the, the safety of female performers within AEW amidst the sexual harassment allegation claims whilst he's wearing a furry hat and big women's sunglasses. Mm. And he didn't take them off. No. This is the same bloke that wouldn't talk when CM Punk was letting go at the Young Bucks from Kenny. So, well, yeah, but that because, yeah, and he looked like a child in that. We all remember that. But this, yeah. this was a, this was even worse of a look, I think. Because you're, yeah, you, if any, any kind of still that you grab of it, you've got people that don't know wrestling, people that don't know AEW, at least, right? are just going to see a young woman sat next to this man who supposedly owns the company wearing these goofy glasses and a goofy hat. And he's having to sit there and literally tell people and tell you that we take sexual harassment very seriously. The safety of our company is the safest of all. Now, he's a promoter. Let's, we've got to remember he's a promoter. But the laughing stock for me for this is the statement that he's made, and he made it in all three of the times he was asked the, the question around the situation. Um, he gave a relatively similar answer, which was that, you know, AEW is, he believes, the safest place to work. And he says the usual stuff where you say, you know, you can put that up. I, I would put that up against any other company, and I believe AEW is the safest place to work. This is the same man who a couple of months ago came out on live television to say that he feared for his own life on his own wrestling show. Yeah. So, and look, and I don't want this to be a big let's all bash AEW session. There's plenty of AEW, there's plenty about AEW that I like. The fact that it even exists is something that I like. But this yeah. sort of stuff, what bugs me. That bugs me on its own because it's just it's a really poor luck when the owner of a company, the CEO of a company, is trying to have you believe that something as serious as sexual harassment, and especially within wrestling, like we've had, we keep hearing more and more stories about it, and it's getting so it's so tiring. Like, why do they all have to be like this? 
Uh, and they all is strong, but like, why does it have to be like this? Like, yeah, for it's... goodness sake, like, just get over it, guys. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's something to do with the egos or something. I don't know. And I've seen it firsthand in person backstage at events. I've seen people that are just the worst kind of people. And it's all just to do with the fact that they, they just think they're everything. And half of you are fucking nobodies. And that's to put that, you know, perfectly bluntly. Um, oh, yeah. But I've seen it. And some of them know they are. But fuck them. The problem with this is that the owner of a company sits out like that and it makes a mockery of everything he's saying. You cannot take somebody seriously when they're sat like that. And PR stepped in and said he, he forgot he was wearing it. Okay, if he's if it's as simple enough as that you forget that you're wearing a goofy hat and sunglasses, then how am I supposed to know how serious he takes it? And he keeps talking about this disciplinary committee. Shouldn't be a disciplinary committee. Tony, you're the owner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Come on, mate. Like you've got to make do, those decisions. They do say cocaine's a hell of a drug, so And look, and that's allegedly that he's on <laughs> it, but he's on bloody something, I tell you. Yeah. I mean, do you remember I, I, I not the same thing, but do you remember when Enzo got um apparently he was accused of um raping a woman or, or a sexy assaulting a woman there was um, something like that yeah something like that when he was the cruiserweight champion that's and right like, yeah and then within the day within the day within 24 hours he got let go i think and that it, was the that was a straw that broke a camel's back though for wwe because whether or not yeah. they'd done the investigation or not there was plenty of other issues that enzo was having at the company and that for them was just like we're done yeah, I mean, I think he got brings cleared. A PR nightmare to him. I think he got cleared, but then he did make that song. He did get cleared. He made the song, and he even had those pants. I think was it in the video, or he he, sh- he went somewhere. I think he was wearing some pants, like saying "innocent" or something on him, or probably or so something like that. Joe... And even that again, like just you know, well done for being innocent, but it's just poor taste in it. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Jericho better not make another fuzzy song if <laughs> he's proven innocent. Jericho's currently off of uh, AWTV, from as far as I can tell. No, nope. um, no, is he back? He was on Rampage. Was that pre-taped? Probably pre-taped. So they yeah. did that. And I think him and Sammy got a title match next week. If that's going to happen, and obviously that's only happened because Kenny Omega's injured once again, um, yeah. and this time could be out for quite some time. Turns out Kenny Omega. Um, with all the pains he was having, didn't realise, but he actually has diverticulitis. Mm. Which is, you know, I don't know too much about it, really. The, the first time I'd even heard of it was when in, uh, it came to light that Brock Lesnar had it. You know, yeah, all those years ago. It. It's like... Um, and he nearly died from it. Yeah, there was, there was a time in, like, the mid-2000s when English footballers kept breaking their metatarsal and, like, no one ever heard of a metatarsal before, like... Yeah. What happened now... No, because I think Joe Lawler had it for a bit. Showman had it. It's, it's I know Shane had it. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that's happened a lot. In the last it can year. be quite dangerous. It can be quite bad. Yeah. So obviously, Kenny Omega, whether you love him or not, um, I still think he's capable of having some of the absolute best matches in the world. Um, but you know, regardless, he's a human being and. Hope that he gets well soon. Obviously, but it throws the plans out of the window. But again, if we know what Tony's like, it's that if he has to, if a, if a plan gets derailed, he'll, as sure as the sun will rise in the east. Mm. 
he'll he'll go he'll be back and he'll finish that plan because he he does not divert for anything. No, because um, do you know what's you know weird? They announced on uh, Collision that happened uh, last night that Sting and Darby Allen are like I think it's twenty six or thirty six and O as a tag team, and yet they've never had a title match yet. I mean, you can't, people, yeah. On, <laughs> yeah. What happened to this ranking system anyway? Where you was can't like, do it. You can't. You you can't look for logic in wrestling. You just can't anymore. There there is a certain level that that you have to. Like there's certain things that that will that jump out. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that you just go, oh man, I can't suspend my disbelief even for a second on that. But other stuff, mm. you just you've got to learn to let it go. Because otherwise, yeah, that's how you put that, that. That's how you book yourself into a hole, isn't it? Like, because you're you're yeah, absolutely right. right. But it was the same thing for FTR. Why wasn't FTR getting a tag team title shot when they had every belt going, you know, across the world, pretty much? You yeah, it's it's the same thing, but it just it's not within the plans to do it. Um, and obviously, you know, Sting will be retiring next month. Uh. February, March, yeah, next month or so. Next month, January, no, that's what I mean. That'll yeah. be it for Sting. So people are theorizing that Sting might be his last match will be for the tag titles, which I'd rather have him and Derby one on one. But and that, that they and could the, lose, they could get a title shot and lose. But when when one of the tag champions is rumored to be leave, uh, rumored to be contract expiring soon, then you got the contenders where one of them's in this really bad situation and another potential contender is going to be retiring. Might as well put the bouts on FTR or Young Bucks and just get it over with. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen with it, really, but I'd be surprised if Sting doesn't have a one-on-one as his last match. Yeah, because that's another thing where they go, uh, Makai Black had no singles matches last year. But I don't think he, I don't think he, he might not be able to have a singles match. It might might be like um, a limitation in what he can do as a one on one and has to do tag matches. Possibly, I don't possibly. know. I don't. I don't think it's unclear. I think Sting's, Sting's had one on ones. Has he? I just remember having the tag every match he's had with being with Derby or like an eight man or six man or a ten man, whatever. Sure, he's had at least one one-on-one. That's something to look up. Let us know in the comments. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have had one, but I can't tell you what it would have been. But it feels like there should have been at least one, right? Let us know in the comments if Sting's had a uh, singles match in AEW. I don't think, yeah, because obviously, like the neck problem he had, which I still don't think he. I think he. I think he had the neck problems, but not as bad for the time. And I don't think he wanted to be in WWE anymore. I don't blame him for for how that run turned out. It wasn't good, um, but yeah, it's a shame, really, as well. I mean, the the uh, World's End that was his last match in uh, New York, and the match got taken over by you know booing Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. chance of NDA, and you know like all the stuff. It was just it 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 got overrun by that. And back to one of my original points. That's what's a big shame with. Shows like this, you know, like but you, AEW can put on a really good show, and it will be something like that happens in a in the in the bloody post uh, show press conference, the media scrum that will take 
all of the attention away from what just happened in the ring. That's what annoys me because I just want to watch wrestling and enjoy wrestling. And if there's stuff that I don't enjoy, that's what I mean. I'm not, I'm not the sort of person I'm not going to go on and start moaning about it and whatever. Like it's just, it is what it is. Like you're not going to enjoy everything, but that just annoys me. It does just annoy me. We shouldn't have to be talking about something like that after the show, especially when it's been a good show because all things considered, AW had a really stellar year, I think, in terms of the pay-per-views that they put on. If, you, if you're if you a fan of the modern kind of style of wrestling, which is the high-octane, flip-floppy, not, it's not just that, but like it is very high-octane, AW. And if you're a fan of it, you get great matches there. You get great matches. But it's a point that we've been talking about recently, which for me, the biggest problem and the biggest thing that I want to see from AEW in 2024 is I want to see an improvement on story. I want I want a reason to be able to go, I need to continue to watch AEW. Because mm. AEW, for, in my opinion, there'll be people that agree with this opinion, and I understand there are people that won't agree with this opinion. Absolutely fine. But in my opinion, AEW relies too much on the hardcore wrestling fan knowing who people are. And because of that, it's only catering to a certain fan base. I do fit within that category. Don't get me wrong, as you would as well, right? Mm. But it's not enough to keep me watching week to week. We can look at a lot of different dream matches that AEW's put on, even just this year alone. And you're bringing in guys like Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, Okada. And I'm not just saying about them being signed to AEW, but them appearing at least on the product. But Kazuchika Okada, Jay White... Is there Adam Cole, big thing in NXT? Maybe this devil storyline is going to kind of revitalize him a bit. We'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, Brian Danielson, you've got all of these guys there having these these big matches that you just think, wow, like, I never thought I'd see this match. Or I never thought I'd see that those two again. Case in point, Samoa Joe Punk. But you have the matches and then that's it. It's done. And a lot of times they're they're really, really great matches. They are. But the problem is, like, long-term-wise, what we continue to talk about, I feel, in wrestling, are the moments. And there isn't enough moments in AEW. There isn't enough... A moment in AEW is always some big, high-risk thing. And, you know, with the amount of people that do get injured on there, and it's not my place to say I'm not in the ring, but the amount of people that do seem to constantly keep getting injured in AEW, it's clearly a thing. And, again, goes back to the whole, like, we're the safest company in the world. I don't know in what respect he means it certainly isn't what happens in the ring but no for me there isn't enough story and story is what keeps me in the re- in in uh involved interested and wanting to watch week to week and that's where wwe pulled me back in which by the way you said this ash a couple years ago a few years ago the amount of people saying wwe is dead yeah they did and they for did. me it was, it was, it was pretty much dead. I was so done with WWE and WWE was what got me into WWF at the time, but that was what got me into pro wrestling. But I was so sick and tired of the way that product had become the way it treated, seemingly treated us fans, you know, that have been loyal to it for so long. And it was just like, we just didn't matter. And it, it was just a boring product to watch, you know, since triple H then had stepped in and took more of that creative role. You cannot deny it has changed massively for the better. Well, Absolutely would, for the better. I would say the last like year or two of Vince being there, the TV or the TV was awful, but the 
the like the PLEs pay per views way more than were really good. Mm. Now with Triple H involved, the TV's getting better, and the PLE the P, uh, PPVs, whatever you want to call them, are still good. You might get the odd bad one, but then that's Normal. what we're getting. Yeah, packet of crisps. You know, favorite favorite flavor in the world, but you might get a dodgy one in there. It's what it is. Like, you're never going to have everything's going to be perfect all the time. It's not. And I honestly think that between both of those companies last year, that was one of the best years, 2023, in terms of if you're just looking at the PLE slash pay-per-views, that was one of the best years of pro wrestling that we've had. Yeah, there was you might maybe like, they all had one bad one a year. But the big ones... Would you, would you have said that any of them were bad last year? What was a bad AEW pay-per-view? What was a bad WWE PLE? I don't think there was any that were bad. Well, World End hadn't, from what I saw, it wasn't the best. Was it, was it bad? It's better, it better, it better than it. It's it probably it's probably it's probably the, the one I've not enjoyed the most since um, All Out 2020. Sure. Funny enough, with like a big incident happening on the show. Um, yeah. But uh, what was it? Not I think Fast Lane was the one I didn't really enjoy that much. Fast, I think some of those, the WWE ones struggled a little bit more for me because with Roman not being there. And again, people yeah. have different takes on Roman right now. I still think that he's, like he is, he's megastar. And when he's there, it's a real big deal. Even it, more so with The Rock coming back. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Rumble was great. Chamber was great. Mania was great. SummerSlam was probably the weakest of the big shows. Uh, yeah SummerSlam was probably the most if I'm, none of them were bad I'd say SummerSlam no. was slightly disappointing it was a I mean, great was show but it's because in comparison to like everything else that had happened so far that year last year SummerSlam actually was I think because it was long and that's always going to go against the show for me when it, it ends up being really long and it just didn't feel quite as I don't know. It just it just think, didn't feel quite as good as the others, the but it was still a good SummerSlam. The, the main event dragged it down because of the finish, and it wasn't. Mm. We, I, I think we had big ex- expectations because their matches in the pandemic era were really good. Roman and Jay, but but I like there, there was some good stuff in SummerSlam, like uh, Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul's good. I I enjoy Cody and Brock, but then apart from that, when you had that was their better of the three. Yeah, when um when. Because because it's new the new year, I'm always waiting for the like pro wrestling illustrated and the the Mouncey's, um review of the year, and I'm I'm expecting worst works match of the year to be Ronda versus Shayna at SummerSlam. So that's another bad moment. That was that was a low light, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Although I think the the pitch black match, which we love, but everyone else seemed to hate. Yeah. I and and even the thing is like. I liked that match a lot. I thought it was different and it looked cool. It was silly, yeah, obviously, but like that's the point. And sometimes, yeah, just because something's silly doesn't mean, yeah, exactly. But that's, it's going to be a bit different now watching that back, just because knowing that was like you know Bray's last televised match. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to have a bit of a different thing to it. Which again, that was very sad, and we we lost a lot of people last year. Um, it'll be a year this month since we lost Jay Briscoe. You know, in a yeah. terrible car accident. So very early in the year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, really sad. But but overall, you know, back to the wrestling side of things, really good. 
pay-per-views. They put on really good shows. But the point that I, I'm making really with AW is that the story isn't there. And, and you, yes, they've had story with Adam Cole and MJF. You don't necessarily have to like it. And that's fine. I, if At least if they're having some, if you've got lots of stories, if they had as many storylines going on as they had factions, I think they'd be all right. Yeah. But the emphasis is just not on the story. The emphasis is on, we just want to put out all these really good matches. Well, that's, and that's great. Yeah, it, like, like, it, it does feel like they care about more about the match quality than they do yeah. the show quality. And that's but. the thing. like Match quality from top to bottom does not always necessarily equal show quality. Because you can do far less in a match. Like I, I want to use an example for this. And I'm not trying to start like a WWE versus AEW, but as the comparison here, the Bloodline story at its peak with Sami Zayn mm-hmm. involved. That's better than anything AEW's done all year, story-wise. It is. In my opinion, yeah. don't have to agree. It's it's subjective. It's wrestling. It's fine. But that storyline for me, peak wrestling we said it last year it was like we was all calling it cinema and it just it because it felt so good you you look back to the the finish of the rumble last year and that pop that roar from the crowd when sammy finally had enough he buried that chair in a roman reigns back roman went down like a sack of shit the crowd goes insane and this is it this is what we've been waiting for because they'd built it for months and months and it worked the match was kevin owens versus uh, Roman Reigns. Now, can you tell me, outside of the on the spot that Kevin does sometimes, where he gets like slammed back onto the steel steps at that awkward like ugh, angle? Oh, I love, I love it. But it's, it's... Yeah, it, it looks like it sucks. But can you tell me any what happened in that match? Uh, well, the ref bump there must have been. There must have been the ref bump. There, there would have been, been a ref bump. It's a rage okay. match. Um. Well, I, I, there's one thing I remember, and that's Kevin Owens slipping on his insole and nearly landing on Roman's head. <laughs> yeah, okay, there was that. But, but yeah, it's... can you clearly picture the end of the, the match? Because I think it was a spear. Well, it must have been a spear because I don't think Roman. But, can, really but can you? You're saying you it must be, but can you remember it vividly? Can you picture well, it in your it head was, right now? It was like five hours into watching the show, and it's like five o'clock in the morning or wherever it was where we were. so your answer is no you can't remember the finish no and it was it's about a year ago so <laughs> no but the match was good it was fine but it wasn't like the big five-star matches that AEW is consistently trying to put on yeah but the fact is we're still talking about the end what we remember from that match was the story element was that those minutes long build of sammy in the ring and like the the petals going everywhere and Owens being like handcuffed to the ropes, the Usos taking him out, Sammy mm-hmm. getting heartbroken and finally snapping. That is what we remember and that it's because it was the emotion and the story within the match about Sammy having to like give Roman the chair and stuff. It was conflicting. It was nothing to do with the moves. It wasn't about doing the fancy, fancy moves. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. Wrestling is more than just what happens within that ring, the physical side of it. And I think sometimes the older you get, the more you will appreciate that. Because I didn't as a kid, don't get me wrong, as a kid, I can see why AEW's demographic is what it is. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, watching people like Viking Go and stuff like that doing what they do, that is insane. And it looks awesome. I'd have absolutely yeah. loved that. Because I wouldn't potentially have had the attention span and appreciation as a kid to, you know, go on these long journeys for some of the story that we're stories that we're telling maybe now in WWE. But 
you know, Tony, what Tony Khan says about long-term booking for me isn't necessarily long-term booking. You know, you can't sort of say we're teasing the angle, we're teasing it. Now they're going to both go off and do different things for six months. And then we tease it again a bit more Then they do things for three months. And then, oh, now we're having a match. That's not long-term booking. Keith Lee. That's not. Keith, Keith Lee and Swerve is a huge example of that. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And, I, you know, it's not for us to know. We're the fans. But it's just, it's not story. There's, it's not story. And I'm, this is my rant, but it's been a good few months now, so I'm getting it all out now. The rant, which I said to you the other day, and I know you, you, I know you agree with this. When a story is good, or case in point for this one in AEW, Wardlow and MJF, it went on for a long time. Um, like, we're talking years worth, really, because it was. Yeah. We're finally teasing, teasing. And we get the blow off in what was an awesome match between Punk and MJF, which it, which in and of itself was a great feud. Very much so. Probably the best they've ever had, in in my opinion. Yeah. Great feud. Dog collar match that was really good. And then that's also, the, you know, the end of that feud and the end of that match, which was great as it was, also was the final turning point for, for Wardlow. So we came straight out of the Punk-MJF feud and we set up solidified Wardlow's face turn, and now that's the next feud. They did the right thing with Wardlow. Wardlow absolutely squashed him at double or nothing. That's exactly how like it just felt like it should have been. But, but then got what happened? To, it got it got yeah, like a lot of other things in AW. But even if we're going to give that a pass, it was still done so good. The crowd got so behind Wardlow. He was like, but this guy, like, this is it. This is big. And that's great because Wardlow really genuinely was uh, an out-of-nowhere guy. Like, he's not a, a face that you recognize from WWE or other promotions. You know, some some place in the indies, sure. But, like, he wasn't, like, he never had this big television exposure. AEW is the one for him. So it was really, really awesome to see this happen. But then what happened after? Wait, well, one TNT title? Oh, wait, yeah. And then what happened? Lost it and won it again and lost it and won it again. In the hot potato title era of the TNT Championship, which, by the way, has been single-handedly saved by Christian Cage. And for everybody that was like, oh, not that bothered about Christian Cage when he got signed, look what he's doing. Yeah, but that's my, that's my problem. It's like, how many people have been there for so long and just starting now to get interested? Like with Tony Storm. Well, but, and that's like when you have Christian. to strike when the iron's hot, isn't it, right? Yeah, but some of them have taken a, a, a while to like change their character. Like Christians come in as a Christian that we know, and it mm-hmm. doesn't. But it's not a big deal for Christian. Christians had like most of his time in wrestling already. He's already his legacy's there, you know. Like to be honest, he shouldn't have to be the one that was lifting and elevating that TNT title. He shouldn't have to be. He's doing it, and it's going to work then for potentially building up Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne and you know other people that are going to be involved with him, and now Edge as well. But, like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have to be up to those guys at this stage because we are five years in now and we should have established more stars in MJF. And that's my biggest issue is that you've just got, you know, a, a handful, really, of people that are, I'm really sort of caring about story-wise, um, you know, for, for anything that they do. And even then, we don't get much story with them. And no. that's a problem. And Wardlow, again, you know, after all of that, and it just it went nowhere and now he's back in another faction as the as a heavy again. And we yeah. all know how it's going to play out. He's going to end up being, you know, if he does win the title, he's not going to give it to Adam Cole. And then they're going to have a rivalry. And that's that. 
Like, mm. for someone who loses the predictions battles a lot, a lot of this really is predictable in terms of where you can see certain stuff going. And it's not yeah. always a bad thing, but, like, if I can already think, well, that's going to happen. Because when they was doing the, you know, uh, last week, I guess it was, Adam Cole comes out and it's the Undisputed Kingdom and, you know, we're doing Undisputed again, I guess. So, like, he comes out and he's doing that. Literally, on. I know, right? This is it. But, you know, he comes out and he's saying that and he, he goes, ah, oh, and Wardlow, guys, Wardlow, he's promised when he wins a title, he's going to give it to me. He's going to forfeit it to me. And they do the close-up on Wardlow's face and he's like, mm-hmm, sure I am. Like, already giving it up, you know? I mean, like, what's the point? And even that, that doesn't make sense. And this is what I said to you earlier. You can't look for too much logic. I am on a rampage right now. You can't look for logic in wrestling, Ashley, because well, I tell you I'm on rampage. <laughs> yeah, and as many people are going to watch rampage as they do watch this podcast. But <laughs> the wow, rampage, listen, we listen. We have been just patient i think as patient as we can be with the devil storyline and that's fine if it all works out great that's awesome however adam cole as the devil and the way this story is paid out with samoa joe to get to get him and i really like the fact that samoa joe's champ don't get me wrong but samoa joe being the champ and that all being like a big part of the scheme with the devil and wardlow's then going to challenge for that title so why didn't they just do it with Wardlow to begin with? Why was it Samoa Joe in the position to beat MJF for the title? Why not Wardlow? Because what's Wardlow done in the last six months? But it doesn't make sense. Well, they they had the oh, they had the Wardlow Wardlow squashed MJF. That's what I'm saying. If you want storytelling, which they had, and Wardlow squashed him. So mm. if Wardlow is capable of beating the current AEW world champion in like, what was it, three, four minutes? If he was able to do that, then how was he not a contender for MJF when MJF then won that title? If we, if you are going to look at it with like a logical pair of glasses on. So to me, why wouldn't they have like factored in, let's give Wardlow a shot at the title? Because then if we're, if we're under the understanding that he was part of the, the group the whole time, then they would have just had it so he won. If that's well, the plan to begin with, I'm okay with Joe winning the title, but after. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But <laughs> I get Joe winning the title, but why? Why didn't? Why not did the devil reveal when Adam Cole was? I know MJF's injured, but do it when Adam Cole's fit and ready. Uh, but another another thing was like, yeah. Once again, I'd, I like I like Joe being champion. It's great. Just don't get injured like you did for the NXT title. Um, but um, they had the opportunity of making Swerve the, the guy to be MJF. I think it should yeah. have been him, but no, he will have that match with Keith Lee that doesn't happen because he's injured. Then he beats Dustin Rhodes after 10 minutes of beating him up like 10 minutes before that match happened. And now he's going back to Hangman, which is like, what's the point? You've already beaten him twice. It's, this, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like how many times has Jericho feud with someone where he won the the third match after being two 0 down? The, what for me on that? If they do not do something good with Swerve, yeah, they should. Then be. it's a crime, and Tony really should be investigated himself for criminal activity. Yeah. And and well, that's and that's not just the snowman claims. If he if he can't. 
put Swerve somehow on the map as like a big deal in that company outside of just because the matches he's putting on again, that's one thing. Mm. But I, if they can get some good story behind to really, because like the man's a menace, that character could be genuinely super intimidating i think swerve's shown that and i, I and that's and again credit to aw there and swerve because i didn't see that side of his character over in nxt in wwe no. swerve we're seeing now totally different and the same thing for tony storm and that's back to what you said like why didn't we get these sort of things it took so long for us to get there but you know tony's gone through that transition and she's found now what works for her. And Seth Rollins is a big thing for that. If you look at WWE, Seth has always been great in ring, but it took him a while to really find like a proper identity. Well, you can say that about Becky Lynch as well. Yeah, you can. And that's not a knock on anybody. Because now right. look at them. Like, they are faces of WWE. Easily. Because um, Roman no, Reigns. Yeah. Like, it took so uh, long to find head of the table, and now he's got it. Biggest star in the company, easily. Did you see this video they did um, of the Usos in 2013 and Jay's doing the doing that, and about three people are doing it, and then yeah, and now watching everybody's doing it's like yeah, yeah. It's just weird how these things happen. It's like, but then the opposite way of remember when the acclaimed were like the most over thing in AEW. Yeah, yeah, but I keep I keep getting. That we saw them win that trio's title. I keep again, they've still got the belts. Yeah. But you've got to remember, wrestling is what have you done for me lately, culture. That's what, yeah. you know, when people say wrestling fans are fickle, yeah, to a degree. But there also is like, remember, we're watching week to week. If you don't give viewers a reason to care about people, people are going to stop caring. It's what happened with Wardlow. It's what happened with Hangman to a degree, because again, Hangman and Kenny was another example. That whole story and the payoff was great. AEW has great payoffs to when they do have a story, but Tony just doesn't seem to have a direction for anything after. That's my no. biggest criticism of AEW well, in terms Hangman, of what I watch, and that's why I can't. I don't watch it week to week properly. So I think Hangman should have been a longer had a longer title reign, but because Punk had to happen i guess it's i felt the same way in a different way about nyla rose when she won the title and she didn't have yeah. that much reign. And then and now nyla what what's nyla doing now she's i think she's ring of honor but i don't think she's like a contender at all ring of honor see that's another one one of my expectations what i want to see this year just l- please please let ring of honor just be its own thing just yeah. like ring of honor was always a developmental area like it was like, it was WWE's feeding ground. And I can't see why, like, why can't we just have Ring of Honor as, like, an NXT to... Because they did Dark and they did all these other things. Now they're gone. Just have Ring of Honor be its own thing. And just put, like, the mm. guys on there that need a little bit of extra time and whatever. Have them over there and get Dean Malenko over there. And get all these guys that have helped shape, like, some of the guys we're watching today. And they're, like, the best thing ever. Like, yeah, he's got so what many last... people... What was the last Ring of Honor show called again? Was that Final Battle? It was Final Battle, yeah, last month. Yeah, yeah. they didn't have their world champion in a match until like the last minute. No. And but that's the thing, that's why I've not bought, like, I'm, not, I'm not buying all-in tickets yet because I know they're not going to start announcing matches until a week before. And I'm sorry, it worked well, once because it was the first time we had a, a show in Wembley, at that, yeah. uh, you know, our current Wembley ever, but the first big stadium show in... Uh, the UK wrestling wise in many, 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 many years, you know, Clash at the Castle, not Clash at the Castle doesn't 
Crystal Castle counts, but it was in Wales. But it was in England. We haven't had one. Well, I mean, obviously, Money in the Bank, but that could have easily been Wembley. But I think it was Duran Duran or something like that was playing. It was some. It was. But it wasn't like... in a stadium. A stadium show, Ash. What I'm talking about, yeah. and you know, stadiums are different. And that's what I'm saying. Like there, it was. It was the. It was the. It was to a degree the novelty of it because it's like holy shit, we got wrestling at Wembley Stadium. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go. And people that don't even watch AEW saw. Oh, Sting's there. Jericho's there. Big names that you recognise. And like, oh, I remember them from my childhood. So they went. It did, yeah, it, did, it did also feel like they were pushing those names, not the ones that you won't heard of, because they wanted to try and fill. It was smart in that regard, but build to it because if you're not going to bother building to it early enough this year, they're not going to sell as many tickets. I'll guarantee well, the, that. Well, the poster for this year's didn't include MJF when he was champion. So, and if that rumor about him being injured for a whole year is true, then they probably made the right choice. Well, it's difficult because you can't start advertising for it at the moment and put like expect the promotional material to be the same when we get there because you know Joe's champion now and he might not be in three four months or he might not be by the time we get to all in. But you know, look, my point is there is that the booking wise you've got to give people a reason to tune in and that that even back to here because as much as i i do really want to go again because i love watching live wrestling Mm. but i'm looking at potentially spending more money to go this year because i want better seats and if i'm going to spend more money i want to know the card's good too because you can't i can't you you know at the same time when you've got bills to pay you've got responsibilities you can't keep justifying triple figures on something just for the experience you can't so you know, there's he he owes he owes that to us in that regard. You know, you've got to give us a reason to spend that money, Tony. And at the minute, not for no. me, not for me. I'd rather save up and spend my money on a WrestleMania, which is super indicative of something uh, stuff that I was saying two even a year ago, two years ago. Well, I was so done with WWE. But that's the point. Is that like anything can bring you back round if it if it's gonna try. Like if it tries to genuinely like become interesting, if if he genuinely does change things up and it stories come in, the things that I'm looking for in wrestling, if he starts providing it through AEW, I'll start watching it. Because it's not a case of I'm WWE and that's the end of it. And then before I'm AEW and I hate WWE. But you only have finite time, people. There's there's finite time in a week and there's so much wrestling out there hmm. you're gonna go for what pulls you in the most and sometimes it's nothing sometimes you're too busy in a week and there is nothing going on in wrestling that you think i must see that at the moment but like i said well, at the beginning we're, 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 we're approaching wrestlemania season wrestle kingdom brings in new japan and then no one really talks about it until maybe uh, a few months later when it's dominion and then g1 and when they obviously do like Forbidden Door, but no one really talks about New Japan like they used to. But and obviously that's because like Mega Bucks and all the people that are now in AEW, yeah, didn't help it. But New Japan don't. New Japan's not really made much of an effort to try and promote outside of Japan. And they do that. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Royal Crest. But yeah. That, but that's just here, and I'm t- I'm not talking about here though. I'm talking about like overseas in general. Like, unless well, you're paying have... for New Japan World and you really are an avid follower, they're not they going to bring necessarily that many new fans. An America show, yeah, they do ones. And obviously now they've got ones I mean, with like, AEW. Like, um, they, they had, like, um, US Strong or something like that, but then that 
start. Oh, they, but... they cancelled that, I think, didn't they? Yeah. New Japan Strong. Yeah, I think they had American version. Then that's why. But they didn't like... have all of your big names on it though, either. No, but they did have. They had Kingston and like maybe Moxley, but I don't mean they had like the Japanese names. Yeah, but that uh, was were exactly the sort of guys we want to be able to see. I mean, as well as had, um, like the other ones. What I don't. What's his name now? But Darren Young. Yeah, I don't know what his name is now. He yeah. jacked now as well. Hmm. I mean, that's how like um, Juice Robinson made a name for himself and. Being See, and, I, and I like Juice. I really like Juice Robinson. And I think, you know. I don't because he's married to Tony Storm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> but he, he, is, he is very entertaining. Bullet Club Gold. I don't yeah. know where they. I know he's injured, isn't he? But I don't know about the guns. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm conscious that it's turned into a big old bash session to start the year. The New Year's bash of AEW. <laughs> but look, I, I, I've, I've given mine. I want to hear some from you. But my expectations, what I want to see from AEW this year, I want to see more story. I want them to give me a reason to tune in. I want them to give me a reason to spend money to go to All In. And put please, please put Ring of Honor separate to AEW. Just focus on story, the AEW story, Ring of Honor story, Keep them separate. We don't need the crossover stuff. And then when we do the crossover stuff for like Forbidden Door, give us proper story. Mm. Give us, give well, it, give, you know, don't just announce matches like a week before because we know the show's going to be good. Like we know it is. You don't need to prove that anymore. We know <laughs> that the wrestling, the quality of the actual wrestling is going to be amazing. There will be at least one five star melt to match on there. There will be something on there that will all go, that was incredible. Well, funny but enough, it doesn't live on forever. It doesn't live think, on forever. I think the oh, I don't know about. I think I don't think there's any on World's End five star mounters. Um, but the only one that I know that didn't want, get one was All In. Yeah, but again, for us, the experience of being there was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, to be fair, the FTR Young Bucks match was awesome. And Punk Joe. Yeah, really like that match. MGF and uh, Carl was good. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a big mountain to climb. AW this year because yeah. you know losing CM Punk and then him showing up in WWE, we've got to see what happens with that because the whole thing's been you know if if CM Punk behaves himself in WWE, it's not <sighs> almost you, you kind of want if you're AW management you kind of want Punk to get get himself in trouble in WWE. Because then at least you can go see. Look, we told you he was bad. Like, but if he doesn't, yeah. it kind of it's going to look a huge blow. I'm like, but... I'm liking the fact that he's not on it. He's not going to be on every week because that's something that I feel like ruined people. Like it ruined like Punk or Jericho for me when they were because they'd be on TV all every, every week. single week, and it was it always like... some sort of promo that was like, oh, yeah. goody goody washy washy. But it felt. It also felt like with. Punk when he came back, they like they they hadn't to make an excuse for him to be on TV every week. Like, did a commentary or did a promo? Did it's like, it's yeah, great, but Sting's on every week. No, so why does what is it? Yeah. just too much of a good thing? And that's a, that's my that's my case in point with the wrestling in AW is that the matches are, are usually, you know, especially the the bigger matches. They're usually like, going to be top notch, and but the trouble is, like, too much chocolate gets sickly. 
and that's about as best of a comparison mm. as I can make. You know, love chocolate, great. Eat yeah. too much, you're a bit sick of it. And it's just too much. Mm. There's too much chocolate. <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. Not enough I, story. It's like um I know it's a complaint because he's done they're being champions, but when Brock and Roman aren't on every week, but when they are on you're going to watch it because you know something good's going to happen. Because it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Now, and that's. I think like Roman's back. Now Roman's going to be at the Rumble and like. Yeah. It's going to be on every week. But you can't, you can't miss someone until they've, until they've gone, really, can you? Yeah. Like Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And that's why I guess, you know, coming to the rock. I mean, Rock's always going to get a massive reaction when he comes out. And they, they did yeah. the little bait and switch with gender, which love, is funny. Because the reactions of like, someone's on the phone, like, oh, gender comes out. Oh. Yeah. And it's great because, you know, like gender, bless him, he didn't get the best shake of things with that WWE title run because it was pretty poor. The worst mm. thing about the whole thing was I just remember it being like a big, it was like the final nail in the coffin for Shinsuke, really. Um, during that one, or at least it felt like it to me. But that well, was also like we we were approaching the sort of time where I was like I was really kind of done with WWE by that point. Like it was getting there. The only thing I was really watching and actually cared about was NXT by then. Yeah, so that's um, what 2016, 2017. Yeah, around that sort of point. Yeah, so it's 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 mad because it felt like that, that was the end of wrestling. Because obviously there was no AEW at the time. Yeah. TNA was nowhere where it was like a few years before that. And Ring of Honor was dying slowly. And WWE not wanted to acknowledge themselves as a wrestling company. Yeah, because well, that's one of the weird things. Whenever you watch like early to mid-90s WWE where Vince is on commentary and like, this is great professional wrestling. And there are times when I go... I'm not really a fan of the word professional, the term professional wrestling, because it makes mockery of amateur wrestling to me. But yeah, but yeah, but I mean, on that though, how often do you watch amateur wrestling? Oh, the Olympics in Commonwealth. Yeah. So once every four years. I did a stupid thing going, well, he might be in UFC or this guy might be WWE. Yeah, but that's I, also that's semantics, right? Like, if, if that's I'm the problem, kind of the, the fact that it's called amateur wrestling to begin with, it's yeah. kind of on them. Like if you're gonna if you say oh someone's an amateur, it's usually a derogatory term. So mm. if you're gonna call something amateur wrestling, that's on them. They should have changed it then, shouldn't they? I'm just annoyed, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not calling out amateur wrestlers to get me arse beat, but I'm just saying, like, one's called professional wrestling, that's just what it's called. The other one's called amateur wrestling. And most people in the world call it fake wrestling anyway. Pro yeah. wrestling. And that's Probably. the irony of the whole thing. I love the people that think that UFC is fake, and sometimes well, it, it's not. Yeah, pr- right, it if you ever watched Pride back in the day, then yeah, yeah. It was. there's a reason that's not around. But well, there's know, many yeah, reasons that wasn't around. But, <laughs> but you know, people call it wrestling fake, and look, people that no, don't understand like, wrestling are going to call it fake. They don't get it, and that's you can't explain it to someone anyone that doesn't want to know. That people call it fake anymore, unless you're like a kayfabe's dead. Well, kayfabe's 
kayfabe's evolved, doesn't it? It's pretty much but all. Me, but I, dead. Again, I don't me. need to care about that because I'm already a fan. All yeah. I want is just to enjoy what I'm watching. <laughs> I love, I love, but I did love everyone's um, thing. Like, oh, you know, wrestling's fake, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, you know that's fake, right? And then you're always <laughs> like, no, it's not. Yeah, but there's always that. You're always going to get pe- people can't make the comparison. And, no. it, and and the problem is because it does cater itself to being a sport. So when you're saying it's a sport, you know, sport is not supposed to be predetermined, and wrestling is predetermined. But I, I always like the fact that that's that's people, the problem. It hurts itself in that regard. I always love it when people say the first match I show people to show them wrestling is Taker and uh, Foley Helen the Cell. Yeah, always. Yeah, same for me. I'm thinking it's great and everything, but that makes it look like. It makes it look worse in a way because someone could have died really badly. I know, but I think the reason that you and I and many others, no doubt, use that match as the the ones to be like, oh, you, you think wrestling's fake, do you? And then so you show them that match. It's because you're, there's no way that you can show a man get thrown off the top of that cell through a table and then go through it. There's no way you can do that. And someone turns around and goes, yeah, but he would have known how to fall properly, wouldn't he? He would have known. There's no way you can do it because it's a man literally being thrown oh. from a height. How do you fall off a 20 foot ladder? <laughs> Body's broken but in half. But it's funny, isn't it? The, the matches people want to see are like, like the ones where people actually get injured. And... Yeah, because... You, know, you, know, you that's, never that's... want to face someone who's never watched wrestling, like a quality match, like Taker Michaels or Mega um, Okada or whatever. It's like, no, we'll show uh, McFoley falling off a cell and... Yeah, but that's the same. I, I would argue that's the same for anything. If someone's not a football fan, they're not going to care about a compilation of great bloody worldies, are they? But you show them, a, you show them something of all oh, someone's. It's morbid, but someone collapses on a pitch, or someone has a big injury, breaks their leg, snaps an half on a pitch, or something like that. People will watch those reels, whether they like the sport or not, because that's what people start watching stuff because it's it's like a morbid curiosity. I think that's big. That is a big thing with wrestling, and it will be the same with MMA. I get, I guarantee it. People that don't watch cage fighting, mixed martial arts, or or anything like that, you see some of those like ones that was doing the rounds. You know when people would do the leg kicks and like cause Anderson Silva had the bad one. You know when one. kicks and it's the overextension and the leg just flops around like a door. You know that people will watch that. And I've, I've, of course, we're in the era. We're in the era of like TikTok and everything now, man. Like you, you slap a fucking slow down version of a of a song that was once popular and all the kids don't know it anymore and now all of a sudden it's trending on spotify because it's been used on tiktok and you put that over a, an injury compilation and put some effects on it well you know that's that's all people need now it's, it's that that that's the way people are consuming media but how many songs like have been on like stranger things and then became like big hits again like um running for running up the hill and massive yeah. puppet it's just like i kind of wish people would get to um a different way but if it's a good way of getting them noticed then why not well look yeah i mean look it depends right like because you can't be you, you can't be like protective and territorial over stuff like that like no but that's, that's well, like, it's like alter bridge we love alter bridge if it if they've never really been like a massive huge band really in more so i suppose over here like in europe i'd argue they're probably a bigger deal than they are even in the states but then you look yeah. at creed it just it's never reached the same heights as Creed did. But the fact is, like, I no. wouldn't get upset if tomorrow Otterbridge suddenly became like the biggest band in the world and everybody knew him and loved him and 
you know, all of a sudden everyone's getting the tattoos, you know, I've got one, but like if everyone's getting like all the stuff, I'm not going to get upset about it. I mean, yeah, we're going to be a bit like, yeah, we've been fans for nearly 20 years. We've been fans like, pretty much since they started, but like, you know, I'm not going to get upset about it because it helps. It's, it's good for them. It's like the thing about Man City when they, before they got bought by the, um, Saudis or, uh, whoever it was, they were getting good crowds, but they were never really doing anything. And then when they do get the money and they become successful, it's like, how many of you people were really there when you weren't, when you were like a mid table league two team, not doing well? It's like, that's glory supporting, kind of though, right? Hmm? That's glory supporting, though, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah. It's like, how many people, it's like, um, It's like another another football thing is like how many kids do you see wearing Ronaldo and Messi shirts? How many how many people actually support you don't really support their teams, you just want it because it's their name. I didn't I didn't uh, wear I didn't wear rock and Austin stuff when I was a kid because they were the only wrestlers. I had Undertaker stuff. I think was it I think I had the Undertaker skateboard. Yeah, but that's that's slightly different though, isn't it? Like and I because people sometimes make that comparison, but a team is not yeah, a football team is the equivalent to a wrestler, but the difference that you've got within wrestling is you're allowed to like so much more. Like you can't just go out there and go, Do you know, what? I love like the I love twenty teams. Like it's just it's too different of a thing to to compare to. But that's the closest you're going to get is by saying a team is similar to a wrestler because you know oh. company wise it's not. You could say right, I only watch Premier League, but. Um, I also only I only watch WWE, for example, right? And you know, and you know, for well, like there's people that will only watch non-league football because they're tired of the way that Premier League is is presented now and the way it has been, where it's become so money orientated that you know actually it's really difficult for newer fans to come into it anymore because parents don't necessarily have the money to have BT Sports and Sky Sports and everything else that's on the go. When you've got, you know, we're run through this whole era now where you have to have a subscription for everything and they all cost small amounts but like you need so many of them that it all just adds up and then you get things like bt that isn't cheap you know you're going to be looking at about 50 60 70 pound upwards for that just for a sports package you know and it's difficult for families to kind of have that now especially working class so you know how are there going to be that many and and least of all to go to a game i mean like to buy merchandise you know you're looking at over a hundred pound for a for a kit even just for a shirt you know, Spurs mm. or City or, you know, those big Premier League teams. It's it's family it's, it's money that a lot of families don't have. And that's no. the problem. That's going, the biggest problem. Back, but now going back to the wrestling side of it, but remember Pipe pre Pipe Bomb Punk and how he was really not he was getting good reactions, but like he was never seen as anything but like a mid card, really. Upper mid card in those like Green World Champion before. Then the pipe bomb happens, and then oh, suddenly everyone's a CM Punk fan. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, where were you when he was straight society losing his hair to Rome Mysterio like a, a year before that? Yeah, but you can argue that it would have took all of the, it would have took that whole journey that it had to be able to really let out that kind of emotion within the pipe bomb. Is if it had just dropped that pipe bomb within like, a few months or a year or even two years of being in the company it just it wouldn't have had the impact i think timing is a massive thing as it is with anything but certainly within wrestling and and those kind of moments where you kind of just get 
sort of catapulted into like the whoa, holy shit. Because I mean, how often do you get someone who gets that white hot so overnight almost? And and that's 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 a bit of a disservice because it's not like it was overnight for CM Punk. He's he put in years and years and years of work before that point. But that's what I mean. Like he needed all of that behind him to kind of let all of that out for that incredible moment with the pipe bomb. It wouldn't have been well, the same if it was only a few weeks in. In the same way, look at it when um, Zach Ryder did, um, well, McDonough did the uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. That took, it, it was slowly building, uh, but it's like. It, he was a bit too ahead uh, of his time with that one, I think. And yeah, probably and how, not. Long it, how long it took for like that to really kick off and then be a US champion for about a month that really went nowhere. He said himself, even recently, I think, on Chris Van Vliet's show Insight, that, you know, at the time, he genuinely really did think it was going to mean big things for him, and he could see himself being in the main event. But he just didn't see at the time what they were really doing to him, which is a shame, because, like, we all did, because we was all getting, like, so annoyed by it. Like, why is he in this bloody uh, angle with Eve? And it's this whole thing, and she boots him in the balls at Mania, and it was like, God's sake. Because we all got behind him, and again, now it means, like, next to nothing. And it's very much, again, what I've done for me lately. And at the time, mm-hmm. he was hitting that kind of sort of area of us smart fans that were looking at things like that on YouTube and going, oh, that's really different. That's cool. You know, like now, so oversaturated. <laughs> you got you have to really think outside the box to um, to get yourself over with stuff. You yeah. know, so, and, and but, which like... he has done. If you look at like what he's doing now, he's just hustling. He's a big hustler and he's he's making good money. And he's doing really yeah. well on the he's indies. Making... He doesn't need to come back to the to the big league, so to speak. Yeah, he, like, he'll um, probably want to, but he doesn't need to. Not financially. Yeah, it's like um, social media when that started was like a massive thing because it just kicked off. Yeah, going back to going back to where we were originally going to go with the rock. Cause like, what was it? Yeah. 83, back to the rock. million views. This <laughs> returns got is like yeah. And you go, the, I think, yeah, it's like, back in, like, 99, when, like, the ratings were, like, 8.5s. Mm. Obviously, like, we've been through this before, where TV, uh, TV ratings have changed, everything. And now, now people care about the demos than they do about the ratings, even though that makes no difference to me. But, and then you go, it doesn't make any, it doesn't mean, mean now, anything like to thing. us, but it's an easy metric to measure. It's like the thing now, like, Look at when um, Logan Paul and Ricochet did their uh, their get together at Rumble, and how yeah. massive that went for a while. And compared to like, it's funny because The Rock coming back with like big money with with big deal, but when um, Rock and Phoenix did that, um, oh, whatever his name is, Rick and Wild did his big dive on NXT. Joaquin Phoenix, huh? Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. It's a DJZ. That's how I remember him as. But when he did his massive dive on NXT, like that, that's what people will talk about. And then I think SmackDown's biggest moment was Roman just doing his entrance backstage. It's like it's just how it is now. It is. And not to like keep going back to what I was saying, but again, it's another point of you know, they'll show uh, that WWE reposted the the clip of Sami Zayn making Jay and Roman crack up last year, you know, feeling oozy. Mm. Nobody, nobody's even, no bumps 
Nothing. Not a headlock. Just an in-ring segment that's going to live on because it was a moment. You know, but they can replay certain stuff every now and then. It's good for the highlight reel. Like we said, like when Ricochet first debuted in NXT and he did the big jump flip outside of the ring, everyone was like, whoa, I was. was That's amazing. But it's it's a shame because like you can do stuff like that, but it just won't live as long. It just won't live on as long. Like it just doesn't. You have to you have to be reminded by it, by them putting it out there for stuff like that. Because it doesn't it doesn't resonate enough with you to leave like a lasting impression and a feeling. It's emotion in wrestling. If something made you laugh, it made you really angry, it made you sad, it made you whatever. If it made you feel something, you won't necessarily need to be reminded by, oh, this has happened a year ago, this happened three years ago, by those posts. The thing is, like people do consume so much now through their phones and through all that kind of stuff, which we've said before. People do consume it. And it is, in all honesty, it's a much better metric to measure on because, again, like, how many people are going to be watching the product week to week through television? It is less than there are than people before because I don't watch TV anymore. I don't watch normal terrestrial television. I don't. All of my stuff is through streaming and it's through YouTube. Like, that's how I consume my content now. So I'm not going to be a statistic anywhere for normal television. But if it's something through BBC or ITV or something like that, Channel 4, there are you've got BBC iPlayer, ITVX, uh, Channel 4 app, whatever it's called. I guess My 4, I think it is, something My like four, that. My 4, like, More 4. Yeah. But like, I'm watching it on there, but that's not going to count as like, I watched that when it was aired on television. Yeah, Most people won't. Thing, it's the same thing in America, like you've got Peacock and you've got um, one yeah. of Brothers, whatever it is, like Disney Plus. It's way too Paramount. much. But, HBO. Yeah, it's it's like every network has one now. And that's my problem overall with the subscriptions thing, but we won't go into that. Let's go to The Rock. Let's talk about The Rock. We'll wrap up with The Rock because there is big things coming up with The Rock. You Actually, to be fair, you actually also didn't give me your expectations for AEW, so um, I want those now. Thanks. uh, Swerve the world champion. That's an expectation. That's That's what I want to happen. I feel like we, but I feel like we go through this every year with like a wrestler. We go, this is gonna, this should happen. Oh yeah, and no, then... let's not do it as a prediction because I'm, I'm salty on that anyway. And also last year I predicted that Eddie Kingston was going to become the world champion. And to be fair, he did end the really year with three belts. Yeah, I think that does count. But well, I said, it's I not said, quite Dom- what I thought. I said Dominic was going to win Money in the Bank, and he wasn't even in it. <laughs> I, so I did, I did kind of get it right with the faction. Which, I sort uh, of got I'm, my Eddie Kingston one right, but I did say that he was going to throw an MJF, and that's yeah. that's not but, happened. Um, it, it made me laugh because I remember I, I watched a, a box of Mania from about this time last year, and um, Priest was like was qualified for being the Elimination Chamber for the US title match. I think it was US title, and he said he said in the promo, "Right, I'm going to win Money in Bank. I mean, I'm going to win." Uh, no, Mr. Chamber. And it's funny how doing that promo we botched it. You win money in the bank. But um but hey, I'm hoping for a better women's division. As in mm-hmm. the matches are great and everything, but just make some, maybe you care about them. Even if it is Monet in the five million year for five years. Three million, wouldn't it? Whatever, uh, whatever it is, it's like more money than I've got. Yeah. <laughs> it's like great you got Parazzo, great you've got Mariah May, and great you've got Tony Storm doing well. 
who else is there then? Because everyone else is like, like when Soraya came in and then won a title and then did bugger all with it, and then you got Britt Baker who's injured at the minute. But what, what are you gonna do with her that you had that you did like when she was the biggest star in the women's division? I could have done something, yeah. Adam Cole's injured and he's involved in the biggest storyline going, so there's no excuse. There is. I want to see Miro again. I think that was a, a, a an expectation for 2023. So I'll carry that forward to 2024. And I want to see more Miro. I want to see more meat. I want to see more Bulgarian brute. I want to see more Redeemer. I want to see that man tear other people's arms off and use them as drumsticks. I I say if I don't you get it. <laughs> but I said to this to you in a, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? It was like. He is the biggest con man where he's getting paid so much money to do bugger all. But... He's a con man. We know that. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe that's a problem. That's right. <laughs> that's why it's not on TV. Imagine, imagine if they did the schedule like WWE did, where you, not like for the time of the year, but going around and actually getting the product known more if how much yeah. like people like Miro would be doing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I might call him a car man, but I do like the guy. It's just that he he gets paid so much money to do like limited amount of dates. Yeah, but how much is, oh, that, is, is on him? Going back to going back to the division, Thunder Rose is back, but I don't know if she's wrestling. She did come back on a collision like a week before Christmas, the New Year. And no, I don't know what's going on with her. So you want a better women's division? Better women's division and. I don't Swerve. personally care about how good a match is. Just don't make it story. Do, yeah, just story. and then do matches where it's not obvious who's going to win, like Moxley versus um, Action Andretti. Is like, well, we know he's going to win, and know it's going to be yeah. good. But why? That's what I mean, I'm, not, I'm not tuning in for that because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> to be, you know, I don't mean that to be insulting, but I just don't like. It's like, it's, it's in the same way with like if I see the words Gunter versus whoever, I know matches going to be great. Yeah, or like, um, like um, Seth Rollins versus whoever. I know it's going to be great. Or like, you can advertise like Rippy or like um, whoever, but you know it's going to be great. The match, the match quality might not be the best, but you know it's going to be great. So that's your expectations. Yes. So we'll see if those come to fruition. I agree, though. It would be nice to see, especially that we say that every year, but about the women's division. Let's get a lot more. Um, I don't think it's fair. I'm not going to do mine. You can do yours if you want to. Um, I'm not going to give expectations for WWE this year. I, I just I want it to maintain the level of excitement, particularly if what we all think is going to happen at WrestleMania happens. The thing is, and where this ties obviously into The Rock coming back, is is how this affects the plan. So, Roman, it's kind of like, it doesn't have to be this way, because I always said I didn't think Roman should take a loss uh, until it was him getting rid of the title. And obviously, and I, and I, and I said, you know, I, don't, I feel like it will diminish when he then does lose the title. But actually, I don't think that's the case, because there's still been a lot of time between where he has picked up his, his pinfall loss to then where he, wherever he'll drop the title. And the fact that it happened to the Usos still meant a lot for that story. 
which again is another prime example of why we as the fans mm. are not always right so if we're always going to be like oh, i want it this way and that way it doesn't necessarily mean actually there is probably a better way so you know with that being said it still is kind of though the idea and the expectation is that roman is going to drop the title at wrestlemania to cody rhodes because we're going to pick that story up yeah. now i i i'm I'll accept. I'll accept it. I'm not a massive Cody fan, and no, I kind of get to that I, well, point now where the I'm kind of get to that point now where Roman's done it all. And if it if he's facing Rock, fine, but I don't. I think that needs a title. It's never needed a title that one. But the thing is, we know that match is imminent now, or at least it feels like it's going to be because Rock's back tomorrow. I think isn't he? We're recording this on the a bit late to say it now hour and a half in but we're recording this on the on sunday the 7th um you know i can't see rock's not going to come out and do that which by the way was awesome once we got past we said about gender and that whole thing and that was really cool not a fan of the whole i hate america um it's just it's really just outdated but like you know that aside still awesome to see gender in the first place and i felt like he you know he looks his pre- presence wise he was like on par with a rock like he's got it's it's weird like you forget like how kind of big gender is yeah I, it, for me he looked under, i don't think because obviously next to the rock you're going to look small but he looked a lot smaller than he was when we talk about his world title Come on, next next to the rock you said it yourself next to the rock he's going to look small but but, where but was, yeah you um, know after, after the ass whooping rock hits the hole should the rock sit in a booth should the rock sit at the bar or should The Rock sit at the head of the table? Crowd erupts. I can't imagine, I can't imagine The Rock being anywhere near a bar nowadays. Because <laughs> yeah, he would just... He would get, get service quicker, but it, there'd be too many people around him. <laughs> well, also, regardless, that's obviously not concept. where he was going with the promo, was it? But, but in a way, another way, ahead of what table? Because aren't all tables moving swiftly on they're not you can't say all tables are the same they're not what you've just you derailed this again we're trying to get to the rock but i'm not i'm not letting that comment pass i'm not letting that slide not all tables are the same i am the slide no forget slides not all tables are the same tell me why all tables are the same i mean like it was a restaurant weren't it no get anywhere no, it talked about the promo, and it's like you're talking about. So you think all restaurant tables are equal? I think so. It feels like it's going to get political. We'll discuss it off camera. Right. <laughs> but look, no, look, whatever. Goofiness aside, right? It's obviously imminent that this match is going to happen. Problem is that there's there's some really interesting stuff they can do. Punk has just come back. Now, although Punk's destiny, really, as it is, as it were, is aligned with Rollins right now, and that's a money-making match, it's kind of also a little bit of an FU to AEW in a roundabout kind of passive sort of way. Like, you know, Seth and Punk really don't like each other, but that's the first angle. We're going straight into it because it's going to make money. And, you know, obviously you guys over in AEW couldn't do that with the Bucks and Kenny and stuff like it because it would have made money. 
um, but they couldn't iron out the differences. That's it is sad, but you know that's we are where we are now. That's going to be a main event match, regardless night of one. whether Punk wins the Rumble or not. Yeah, night one, I think it's got it's got to be, hasn't it? But night one, Punk finally getting his WrestleMania main event, and if we do go back to when after the pipe bomb, he was white hot, but it all kind of like it did fizzle out pretty quick and triple h is massively like at the center of that and i think rightly so like he was he was inserted in and it just it derailed punk he took a a one-on-one victory over him that he really didn't need at night of champions i think it was wasn't it and yeah because kevin nash got injured surprisingly yeah he turned up didn't he it's like well what's the point the whole thing just felt so unnecessary punk should have been non-stop winning and it was yeah i don't know kind of bullshit but you know it, it is what it is um by the time he turned heel and he turns heel on the rock like the big thing he's saying is and it does kind of echo a little bit of what he did in the pipe bomb but you know like look i work my ass off and i've been like the guy resurgence you know everybody's like just jumped on punk again like seemingly overnight um but once again i'm about to lose my wrestlemania main event to you and cena and he did you know, even when he was the WWE champion for WrestleMania, he didn't get main event with Jericho. So no, it was like he ne- the last match. Yeah. So he never say- actually got the main event. And that's and not so the same Rock thing. And that's not the same thing, but the amount of times they did Rumble winner with main event WrestleMania and there'd be like a third or fourth match or opener. <laughs> yeah, but now they say that we've got like four main events in one show that they, they I guess they get well, away with it. No, we all know there's only one real main event and it's the last match yeah. on the card. That's that. But... If I would be really surprised. No, you can make a great match. You can make great matches through the whole thing, but there is only one main event. Mm. Um, But I would be really, really, really surprised if CM Punk does not acknowledge the fact that he's just returned after 10 years, really, to WWE. And literally as soon as he's returned and he's been like, I'm going for the main event, The Rock comes back. And it's funny because they did that backstage segment between Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. And that was a few weeks ago. Like, I think it was on SmackDown, wasn't it? When CM Punk was going through the different shows to be offered these contracts and whatever before he agreed to go to Raw. Um, Mm. But they had that interesting, really brief backstage segment between CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. You know, it's like that professional kind of, you know, kept it cool, both baby faces, but it's like, you better not get in my fucking way kind of thing, right? um so cody's saying oh so that's what you need to finish your story and that's interesting you know because cody's whole thing is he's trying to finish his um they both can because you know two nights of wrestlemania now everyone's a winner Mm. punk does one night cody does the other but the rock is really going to blow that out of proportion now rock's obviously going to go for roman that's fine but i still think they would be remiss if cm punk does not at least comment on it being like I'm not about to lose out to the rock because why not build all this because like that's one thing that WWE's gotten really good with over the past year or two since Triple H has taken more of the helm is those intertwining stories you know not only are we just telling one but some crossover with us others and stuff and it's like this whole kind of like woven web of different stories that kind of cross over and makes things really interesting you know like things sometimes spill out of their own little bubble and it's it's cool but Cody's is the big one. Like we kind of all just expect Roman Reigns is going to drop the title this year to Cody because we kind of all expected it last year. You didn't. You predicted Roman, but 
the majority. Yeah, I, I, was, I, kind of thought head, Cody was going to win. In my head, I felt like I predicted Cody to win. But there's a lot of times where I predicted, like, um, do, like um, I honestly... Honestly, for this year, because it's 40, and every every main that ends in O has like a ma- major win at the end of the show. Obviously, you could easily change it. It's got to be Cody. Like, how, many, how many years was it like until like a hill won the main event of Mania? Yeah. And now, now in like, we go, well, Mania 10, Brad beat Yoko after, funny enough, losing it the year before. <laughs> Mania 20. Yeah. Ben, Benoit wins that triple threat and that got yeah. tainted. Mania 30, Brian wins a triple threat that basically was some um, 20 all over again. So 40... So, so 40 could be the repeat of 10. <laughs> could be, but I think it that is, be. that's the expectation though, isn't it? Like Cody to win it. But then but the then, thing uh, is people are saying like, are we then instead of having Rock and Roman at Mania, are we just going to do it at um, Elimination Chamber because it's going to be a big show in Australia. But... Like, I'm not going to complain about it, like, at all. It's just that we've always had... There's, there's two expectations that we've got there. One is that Cody and Roman is going to happen again at Mania and Cody's going to take the title. The other expectation is that Roman and The Rock are going to have a WrestleMania main event. The problem is, is where it's it come together in the same year. And I feel like The Rock and Roman is a WrestleMania match. Because... Mm. Um... And, 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 and it... I've got to be honest, it's it's a bigger match than Roman and Cody. So if, if the Rock and Roman doesn't happen at Elimination Chamber and it happens at Mania, Roman's going to win. Mm. So does that mean we're then going to have Roman keep the title for another year? Now, I always said... Roman can keep it forever as far as I'm concerned. I think it's awesome, but I agree with what you're saying. The bloodline story as it is now does feel a little flat. It still has its moments. It's got its moments. It does. But it's it's on a dip. And that's not to say they can't bring it back, but it's, it is definitely at a dip at the moment. I, I saw one theory, which I don't know if, I don't think they'll go down this route, but it was interesting, but there was one theory suggesting that the fatal four way at the rumble, Orton wins the title. In the fatal four-way, which means that Cody ends up challenging Orton at WrestleMania for the championship and wins it. Because Cody, to finish the story, doesn't need to technically beat Roman. And Cody, to finish the story, doesn't need the main event. He's had a main event at WrestleMania now. To finish the story, he just needs to become the champion. So that doesn't matter who he beats. And there's at least still history with Orton. That then leaves the door open for the Rock and Roman to main event WrestleMania, even though it's not, and then it wouldn't be for a championship and Punk and Rollins is still going to happen regardless. So that was one theory I saw and it does make sense. But I would argue, I don't know if you agree with this, but I would argue that Roman now is part of the story for Cody. Because it's yeah. not just about Cody winning that championship. They made it personal last year by essentially saying that Roman Reigns was the son that Dusty always wanted. And the idea that Cody wants that championship because it's the title, like I said, his dad was never the world champ, not for WWE. He was never the world champion. And he wants that to finish his story by making that personal. Like, you know, he's the real son of Dusty Rhodes. 
and Roman Reigns is apparently the son that he'd always wanted. And mm. the fact that you've got all of this history built up now with Roman and the bloodline and Cody Rhodes has been st- still so heavy involved with that, even on a different show, but with Jay, you know, he's still very much been a part of the bloodline, like storyline stuff. I do feel like it should be Roman. I can't see that happening, but to me, I, I don't think I'd want that to happen. I think Cody and Randy absolutely should happen because I think that'd be awesome, but um, not for Mania. So no. what 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 we what would we want to sacrifice? Do we want to sacrifice Rock and Roman at Mania and have it at Chamber, for example, or do we hold off and say we'll have to wait another year for Cody and Roman? No, I think Cody Roman was written like the, the moment when Cody lost. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah, no. But but the but the Rock being there, I think, was a newer thing, and that will change things. It, it it does, but someone brought it up like Roman and Cena had a match at No Mercy, not a big four pay per view. So why can't Rock and Roman, Roman and Rock? That's it's different though, Roman. man. Like that is different. Plus, also, that is different. It feels like. Because they also are teasing Punk Roman. I don't know if you saw that Paul Heyman stuff on SmackDown. Yeah, but that's, that, that's planting seeds. Again, that's something that... That could be SummerSlam. That could be SummerSlam, but... Yeah, and that's fine. That doesn't need to be WrestleMania by any think, stretch. But I WrestleMania, think, I, I don't know. I just more... feel like Rock and Roman is a WrestleMania match. I'm not going to be annoyed or upset or whatever, but it's like... It, it feels like that's WrestleMania. I know, WrestleMania I know it's worthy. Different. I know it's different, but Hogan Rock 2 was no way out. Before Mania, which but, led but to the, the but the first one was like Vince and Hogan, which worked well, and The Rock was in Stone Cold, which worked well. And I saw, I saw before we started this, like I think Roman is like two weeks away or f- somewhere around that from being Bruno's second title reign. But no one cares about to that. Beat... Yeah, to beat Hogan, but that's like two hundred days away. Which, if they hold off on having Cody's rematch until Mania 41, he'll beat. But then what do you do before that? <laughs> That's it, isn't it? You, it depends what they want to do with Jay and Jimmy and well, Solo. And Jimmy There's still a lot of story. I mean, I, I'm not going to be... Because obviously Rumble's coming up, and I think it's easy to predict that Cody will win or Punk will win, but... I think see I what I would want to see Roman do if if they do go down the route if we do rock and Roman this year and Cody has to wait then okay. the only way that the bit the well it's not the only way but what what I would like to see is that when Roman does eventually lose because that that'll have to be a part of the story for the next year where he loses Jimmy and and he and losing Solo but when he loses them like I want to see Roman kind of go back to the whole like because that's the thing now we expect the ref bump we expect the shithousery there's going to be interference and it's going to be a dodge finish why why not subvert the expectations and have roman just like snap and he literally becomes like unstoppable like it's not about like i'm not going to rely on the family anymore and he just loses his mind and he becomes like just literally back to what he was when he first came back in 2020 wrecks everyone yeah well, I think that would be a, a huge, huge ch- turning point. Like, oh, God, like, 
now he, he was cheating to win, but now he's actually like an animal, and now people literally just cannot beat him, like Lesnar. Because that's what Lesnar, you know, the, the biggest difference with Lesnar's reigns is that he didn't need to rely on the on the crap because he was Brock Lesnar and he would just rip men apart. But right, like if, if they kind of go down that route there, then it makes it even more of a threat then by the time Cody gets there because Cody, Cody's had to wait two years. The biggest problem from a from a investing stock in Cody Rhodes is that if you get if you give it another year, again, back to the whole what have you done for me lately, if they don't then maintain the interest on Cody for another year, is it going to be the same? Like, we, do we get to 41? It's like, actually, people aren't really that hot on Cody anymore. We've kind of lost it. That's the thing. He's ne- he, since he's come back, he's never really lost it. But I, I think potentially, if he hadn't got injured and kept going after, if he had got, if he didn't get injured when Money Bank happened, I think the crowd might have gone a bit sour because he was winning a lot and all this stuff that's happened. It happens a lot with people that like are on good streaks. Yeah, you, you, you might lose them eventually. But, but I think that that's going to be the thing for me. Like, if they don't, then Cody's at risk of... And I've never been, like, Cody's biggest fan. I really could not stand him in AEW at all. But the WWE runs worked wonders. Yeah. And and I do think he's the right... He, he is the right guy to take the title from Roman, undisputedly. But it's just... Well, the, problem coming up to Rumble, the problem coming up to Rumble is there's only two people that can win it. Realistically. Yeah. Also, we don't know what this Cody and Nakamura storyline's going to go in. Because it's great having feuds to build up to Rumble or like pay-per-views, but it's like um, when I was watching 2001 with Raw, they kept they were building up to Booker T and Stone Cold, but they, they never did a pay-per-view match. I don't think they had a proper blow-off. Maybe a cage match on Raw. But yeah. Um, Oh, we and all that, know that was all, it. Was all about the supermarket segment. That I, one, anyway. I love that. I love that segment. But it's like, <laughs> do you remember when Ronda came back in 2021, and we all thought after she won the Rumble, oh, she's going to face Becky Lynch. Becky, and, we, no, and it, we never got it. We never got it. Never got. We never. We never had that match. No. We've no. We had, and that's the thing. Instead of that, we ended up with the triple threat where they put Charlotte Flair in, and I cannot well, see this, them. This, this, this is when she came back after that. No, I know, but like in terms of but what we all thought was going to happen, even at the time, but I, they could have, it could have just been one on one. But they put Charlotte in for this, though. I just want to say I don't yeah. think triple threat is going to be the way that it's not going to be Cody versus Rock versus no. Roman. So, but the, I've got a feeling Cody wins and Damien cashes in in the main event. Yeah. So he finishes the story, but then he's got his next feud because Roman Roman will be off TV for a while after he loses. I don't know if they dare do that. Would they? Would they? they? I don't know if. Yeah, but that well, not like that. They haven't. Also, I like the fact that people will just shit on the money bank cashins because it feels like every like every other week, like Damien will uh, pretend to cash it in or not not pretend but like um, tease it in. Yeah. Never do it, but everyone every time that happens, like everyone's like, "Oh, that's really bad storytelling." And everything. but no, but when when it actually happened, obviously don't do a theory again. But that's yeah, just wait until the cashing actually happens, and if he wins, which he sh- I think he should, Damien, because 
I know this isn't a year in review, but before back before backlash, before running bit of bad match, it's like what's Damien done for so long? And then this match yeah, happens been, with Bad Bunny, so, and that made him a bigger yeah. name. Then Great he year he's had. Yeah. He's had a really good year. Yeah. I always like the guy. And then he, he deserves it. Hundred yeah. percent deserves to have a shot at that title and, and and a run with that title, I should say. It's just he doesn't factor in right now. He doesn't factor know, in everyone, just yet. I know, I know everyone was upset that he beat LA Knight really in Money in Bank. But then LA Knight had that match with Roman, which was okay, but it's like we were talking about it. it's like the formula's there. Do you know what would be cool? Is that we're getting really ahead of ourselves now. We'll we'll rule this in. But if if Priest kept his briefcase all the way till Money in the Bank next year, or no, this year, sorry, keeps it until yeah. Money in the Bank this year, we get a new Money in the Bank. Again, this probably wouldn't work because, again, if you're thinking of it logically, the new Money in the Bank should technically uh, null and void the previous one if it's not been cashed in. But what if, say, LA Knight wins Money in the Bank this year, cashes in on, the, on whoever the champ is, wins it, and then immediately Damien Priest comes out and cashes in on him. Well, why you can't get, you they... get like a back-to-back cash in? Why can't he hold it until Money in the Bank and then defend it? You know how they like, they did the AW the, the um Dynamite they Ring. It, uh, yeah, put it back up on the. I don't know. Now that seems a bit weird. Mind you, my idea was weird. So yeah, fuck it. But it's I do found it. it funny that that they could do that because how many times the women as a woman winner have it for like an hour or like a day and then they cash it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Way too much. Obviously, Ego didn't do this last year. She had it for like a month, maybe a bit longer. They never really have it long, though. The women's, do they? What are you no, saying? Then? Are we are we are we saying Rock Roman at Mania? Or are we saying Cody and Roman at Mania? I think Cody Roman works better for Mania. Have Rock story wise. Yeah, Roman. have Rock Roman is. in Australia. I think that probably. Uh, I think that is going to be what they have to go with, isn't it? I'd love to have seen Rock and Roman at Mania, but do you know what? It would be too risky, and it is unfair if Rock comes in and takes it from Cody now at this point when Cody's put the work in over the year. Yeah. I think that would be that would be if, unfair. If this is leading to like, if this is leading to something with Rock in the future where he's doing more, does more matches, which is it's funny how he's doing it now when the strike's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like with Cena, uh, obviously we don't know what Cena's going to do for Mania, if anything. Maybe he'll maybe be the there. Rock, maybe the Rock can be the referee for Jimmy and Jay. <laughs> They're not bringing the Rock in for WrestleMania to be a referee. <laughs> I know it's not the same, but they did with Austin a lot, didn't they? Yeah, but it's the it's that's not going to happen. That is not happening. You're not paying the Rock to be a referee at WrestleMania. Now, I mean, they're making lots of money at the minute, WWE, but they're not paying also, the Rocks to be a referee at could WrestleMania. This, could this be his Hall of Fame? Uh, it could be. Because we're still waiting for Batista's one. It could be. We've got a little ways to go before we find out who's going into the Hall of Fame. But and they Pat usually announce that a little now, before. Triple H is getting involved with um, Hall of Fame. So everyone, everyone like uh, Demolition and Ken Shamrock even might be getting him. Hey, Ken deserves it. Hey, The Rock put him in, in the Impact TNA Hall of Fame, so... We were, there you we were go. Put him in for this one as well. <laughs> well, that was a lot... Steve Blackman. 
that was not before Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman absolutely deserves Hall of Fame. He should win the Royal Rumble, and I think he will win the Royal Rumble. But there you go. I um, <laughs> I'm I'm ready to wrap that up. That's a big old episode. Well, and, we, we, uh, the fans deserve this because we've been away for so long. I know. Yeah, you lucky, lucky folk. But yeah, that's that's about all we have to say on, I guess, a mini wrap up for the year and expectations for the new year and some of the current stuff going on. Big old rants on AEW. I took up a big portion of that. Yeah, I think I only spoke. I think I only spoke for like twenty minutes. So that's probably yeah. <laughs> it's always worth it not to say too much. I oh, know you get to save your voice, but yeah, no, it's good to right. be back. It is good to be back. Yeah. Right. No, right. Well, got... I, I, I left the floor open to you. And you just don't take it. That's your problem. No, no I see what it's You're gone. Because like we've got rumble predictions to do in the next few weeks, we might be doing. <laughs> we might be, we might do um, hard to kill. Uh we might do. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we see about that. About, we we didn't talk about Wrestle Kingdom because I don't think any of us have seen it. I've only seen clips of it this year. Yeah, I've not had time to actually go out and watch it properly. So, because for you know, we talk uh, we talk about WWE dying. Why is it you, you you make a comment about speaking for twenty minutes and then I try yeah. and do the wrap up and all of a sudden you've got something they, you want to fucking say? Like, That's the they, problem. Everyone got yeah, like everyone's like for New Japan was going to die because like Okada might be leaving and like all this stuff. But now they're bringing the former Dolph Ziggler and now Riddle. It's like good times again with his new Fun. gimmick. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping for a fun 2024 of wrestling. And hopefully less of the bollocks behind the scenes stuff that comes out from it. But folks, why don't you let us know what your expectations are? What do you want to see come out of 2024? You can let us know down in the comments below if you're listening to this on any of the audio streaming platforms like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon or Google or any of the others that are on. Uh, Some of them do let you put some comments in, pop them in on there as well. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. Whether we warrant one or not, it doesn't matter. Okay? Just do it. Don't give us anything less than five. Doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. And it's sad. You'll be the, Right now, you'd be the only person to give it less than five, which I shouldn't have said because I feel like that's an open invitation. Or uh, uh, what was it called this week? What did Edge call it? The Cope? Cope, uh, Adam Copeland called it the Cope. Don't know, but that anyway, this, it was that. Yeah, this, was this, Dome, this would be getting five and a half star. <laughs> but guys, hope you genuinely have enjoyed the episode. It is good to be back. Um, we'll be back again, uh, probably within a couple next weeks. Year. Yeah, next year. Yeah, a few months. I don't know. We'll be back at some point. You should never know when. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be back with another episode where we'll talk more shit. And I don't know. We'll just see where it goes. Ash, maybe mm. you could uh, you could just take the lead next time. We'll see how it goes. Nah. All right. Well, that. <laughs> Everybody, wherever you are in the world, hope you are having a great day, and uh, hope you had a happy new year and a great Christmas and a very happy year to come. Mm. We shall see you again yeah. very soon. Boy. See you later. Ha, ha, ha.